0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace any legal
1: advice. Hi everyone, it's Declan here. Welcome back to episode three of Maddox Day One series for law students. I'm joined once again by my co-host Amelia. How are things going, Amelia? What have you been working on this week that's that's been keeping you interested?
0: Hey, Declan. Um. Yeah, this week I've been working on quite a bit of research, uh, which is just one of the, I guess, the the joys of um, being a, a grad and a junior. But it is, it, look, it's really interesting stuff, working on a few really interesting matters and um, seeing them progress, which is always nice. It's something that, uh, you know, four months in a team actually gives you a little bit of insight into how cases run. So that's been great. How about you? What are you working on?
1: Yeah, well, it's similar to you in the sense that you get to see how things run, where I'm preparing for my first e-hearing this week, which will be, it's also my first actual hearing as a lawyer, so <laughs> it's not going to be quite sitting in, in the Supreme Court, it'll be sitting at a laptop at my home, but... <laughs> It's exciting nonetheless and a really good experience working with barristers and and sort of having a matter that's one that I feel like it's sort of become my my baby in a way, which is quite exciting.
0: So we've recorded this episode recently because most of us are likely experiencing some level of isolation during COVID-19. Working remotely for this length of time can really have its ups and downs. And it's well reported that those who work in high pressure environments like lawyers already have a higher chance of experiencing things like anxiety and depression. Uh, So there's been a survey conducted in 2019 by Meritus Australia and New Zealand that provided a first ever snapshot of the challenges faced by legal practitioners, and those results are pretty outstanding. They're showing that an overwhelming 85% of respondents uh, had experienced anxiety or knew someone close to them in the workplace who had. You know, being in a workplace and thinking about those statistics, it, it really hits you pretty hard, makes you see how, uh, how prevalent it is in um, professional environments. So today's topic is one that we think not only will provide some insight into what law firms are doing to support the people and their employees, but to provide some actionable tips for managing your own health and well-being, especially during COVID-19. Today we're joined by diversity and inclusion and well-being manager at Maddox, Marita Pasco. Welcome, Marita. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. She's a dedicated, passionate, and committed to ensuring that Maddox is an inclusive workplace and that people here feel a sense of belonging. Having been at the firm now for a few years, I can definitely say that her role and uh, what she's striving to do is definitely actioned in the workplace. She's had an incredibly large role to play over the past few months in keeping our people connected, working from home and working remotely. So
1: welcome, Marita.
2: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Declan and Amelia.
1: No worries. So obviously, COVID is the dominant issue in the workplace right now. And in, in light of all of the other issues Amelia's touched on, we'll get to today, we will get to coronavirus. But I think as sort of a way of introduction and because of the fact that coronavirus is all anyone's heard about and we're a little bit sick of talking about it in some way, we'd, probably, we'd like to start with sort of your usual day-to-day role pre-coronavirus as the diversity and inclusion manager at Maddox. What do you see your role in the business as being?
2: That's a great question to kick us off. I moved into this role at the beginning of 2019. So in lots of ways, before coronavirus happened, it was still a relatively new role for the firm. We had obviously had a strong commitment to diversity and inclusion before that, but it had been incorporated into other HR positions within the team. Moving into the role at the beginning of 2019, I suppose my focus was on trying to bring the threads of our diversity and inclusion strategy together in a more comprehensive way but the additional element to the role that really um, was a very new focus for me was around well-being so looking at what we were doing in that space and again trying to think about well-being in a more holistic way we've done some fantastic things but I'm not sure that we had brought them all together in one place so people could understand how they impacted their own well-being and look Every day was different. Um, It would depend for me um, on what time or what part of the year it was because we do have some reporting that we need to do. We obviously need to report to WGIA, which is the Workplace Gender Equality Agency, but we also participate in other benchmark uh, surveys for WEGEA, which is the Employer of Choice for Gender Equality, and also the Australian Workplace Equality Index, which is an LGBTQ benchmarking study. All of those reporting timelines happen at different times of the year, so my focus Changes depending on what what those
1: deadlines are. I've seen it pop up on our intranet. We've just was it a, a workplace equality index? We've just won an award or citation or something. Is that right in saying that? Well,
2: you are, you are. So we we're really excited.
1: Maddox achieved the bronze citation for
2: the Australian Workplace Equality Index, which was look, it's fantastic recognition for our Pride community at Maddox because if you look at some of the other employers who achieved bronze you know, we punch well above our weight in terms of, our size, mm-hmm. and you know, it's great to to receive that um, validation. I suppose from an an external body that what we're doing is heading in the right direction.
0: That's excellent, Marita, and it's it's really great to hear, especially as you know, as a, a junior in the workplace, that Maddox is so committed and well renowned for those those initiatives. I imagine your impact, uh, sorry, and the impact of your of your role relies on the firm and the partners around you as well. How do you find that Maddox's attitude towards your position and the things you're trying to achieve for the firm?
2: Well, I I mean, I think the firm's commitment to firstly diversity and inclusion but also to health, safety and wellbeing really is evident from the introduction of my role because until January 2019, as I said, it was incorporated into other roles. It wasn't a standalone role. So I think the fact that the firm was willing to devote a resource entirely to these issues is a really strong signal of the fact that the partners see this as, or see all of these aspects as really important in our workplace and very connected to the culture of the firm and who Maddox is. And that has
1: been particularly true while we've been going through COVID-19 over the last few months. The one thing I've found in the year and up bit that I've been at Maddox now is that it's really treated as sort of business as usual, but I don't think there's sort of any song and dance about it unnecessarily which is what you know I think it, it sort of should be it's just that the the way I perceive the workplace is that whatever background you're from and whoever you are and whatever your sort of story is you're just someone that works for Maddox and you're a Maddox person and those stories are celebrated but they're not sort of made examples out of.
2: I probably haven't thought about it like that but I I'm glad that that's the impression that it creates. Obviously, there is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. But look, I suppose our motivation for participating in some of those things isn't about awards. It's about learning. And it's about understanding what are the things that we're doing well and what impact are those things having? But what are the things that we still want to focus on and try and achieve? Participating in those external benchmarking studies enables us to do that. The fact that we can achieve a certain level or that we are um, an employer of choice for gender equality, they're great, but it's always about, okay, where are we now and where do we want to be? Because, look, the best practices are moving feast. So, you know, where we've come from and what we've achieved is great, but other organisations are also progressing. So for us, it's about we need to have a, an inward focus, but we also have to have an external focus because we want to continue to be seen as, um, as an employer of choice for everybody, regardless of gender sexuality, religious background, culture, disability, any aspect of diversity. And, and look, for me, inclusion and well-being go hand in hand. People can't be well. They can't bring their best selves to work and be productive and feel like they're contributing if they don't feel like they're being included. Equally, if they don't feel like they're being included and they've got that strong sense of belonging... Their well-being will will be impacted.
0: Now, just drawing on that concept of well-being, Marita, I think we should just jump into that a little bit. Now, it's so well documented that lawyers are more prone to mental illness as a consequence of high stress uh, and the high-pressure environment. But how challenging do you find that for a law firm, and what is Maddox doing to address that well-being aspect?
2: We are we're very conscious that COVID nineteen has the potential to exacerbate. Uh, mental health issues due to the fact that people are working in isolation and have the potential to feel disconnected from other people. For some of us, the office is a space where you feel a sense of connection, belonging and safety. Just before lockdown, we'd launched our new EAP program with the Centre for Corporate Health and that was all rolled out in February. So we'd run information sessions. We'd also had run training for our leaders. We didn't know it then, but actually it probably was perfect timing because we had a lot of resources already available. Our intranet was up to date. COVID-19 has absolutely forced us to take a bit of a step back and look at, well, what are the issues that are emerging due to COVID-19, the fact that people are working remotely. And so while some of those issues are issues regardless of a pandemic, I think they have thrown up other things that might be exacerbated like isolation and loneliness. Workload and fatigue I think come into it more so in the early days where we had reduced social interaction with other people, so we were very much confined to our, our home. We couldn't necessarily do the things that were good for our wellbeing. So if people had relied on certain things, whether it was going to the gym or swimming or hobbies and all of a sudden those things were not available to them, that can increase issues around your mental wellbeing. So we've had to be really deliberate and intentional in our approach to mental wellbeing during this time. We meet with our EAP provider every week um, and that's for them to give us an update of what they see as current risks and and keep on top of any emerging themes. We very much follow their evidence-based model, which is around prevention, intervention and recovery. Our teams aren't so large that people can get lost our team sizes and our practice team leaders and directors, they can be reviewing people's workloads and arrangements. And we've also encouraged people to speak up if they need a temporary flexible work arrangement in place during this period of time. Hopefully both of you are aware that we have a coronavirus intranet page set up, which includes links to lots of resources. We have regular communications from a theme Called Wellbeing Wednesday, where we've tried to pick out particular issues that we feel are both topical and relevant to to just give people a bit more information. Because I think information can be really powerful, although we often feel bleakly bombarded by information overload. Educating ourselves on what we can do to assist with our wellbeing during this time is really important. We developed a one pager called How Are You Doing This Week, and it was a guide to assist people to do a bit of a self assessment about their own wellbeing with some signposts to, okay, if you're feeling this way, this is what you should do. Next week we're launching another staff survey which is focused entirely on wellbeing and that's to help us as we plan for our return to the office and to start thinking about, well, what new stresses might emerge as we transition and change
0: I know personally those well-being Wednesday little tips are you know just nice little um, refresher makes you kind of sit back and have a think about what you could do or what other people could do to kind of keep a check on your own well-being I've found those really helpful especially
1: where it's about reflecting on yourself and thinking how am I actually feeling I, I've found that when things are in the office and you're just in that routine how you're going I've taken that for granted that I'm always going I'm okay you know I'm a bit I'm a bit tired yeah. but yeah where you've never actually had cause to think about it you and especially because you don't have people to necessarily check in on you like I live Mm. with two other people that are also working but they go to work every day and often they're working evenings, so I won't see them so I've had days where I haven't spoken to anyone yeah and then my partner will call me on the phone and I'll be a bit snippy and she'll say what's what's wrong and then I'll go I actually haven't considered that for the last 48 Mm. hours if I might not be all right where you don't have that interaction to check in so I think those resources I've I've found really valuable that's good a little bit
0: of a Accountability sometimes is yeah, very
1: exactly helpful that. well I've, I've said it before I was on a careers uh, like a one of the uni careers e networking nights and someone had asked me about what Maddox does for the, the well-being side of things and one thing you said in there resonated with the answer that I gave to the, the student It was Maddox is the right size I think so you don't get lost so while there's all those sort of formal EAP programs which have the are really good resources I think the best resource and the one that I've really missed is that when you go around work I know I would say 95 percent of people in the the Melbourne office by name and who they are and what, where they work oh. in the firm, and what they're doing. And so you don't realize when you're at work that every single conversation you have is sort of a check-in on yourself in, in a way, like everyone's oh. invested in how you're feeling and how you're going. Yeah. And then it was like that disappeared overnight and it's, you sort of feel yeah. like you can't call people for a 30 second call. And I think the teams have been really good at that in terms of having a daily meeting. Over time, I think it's got a lot better. Now it's just sort of business as usual, which is really good.
2: And that's served- a a great observation because you're absolutely right, we don't bump into people now. Uh, and so some of the triggers that we might have had in, in the past to have those kind of conversations with peers or colleagues, you know, they're not as obvious. So if you, if you were used to just seeing somebody in the office and they seemed a bit tired or flat and you would kind of ask them how they were, you don't have those signals now. So you have to be very deliberate and intentional in your approach and, and making the time when you're on other calls with people to check in. You know, so I think it's it's multi-layered in terms of the approach. Yes, we have an obligation to ourselves and our own well being to, to check in. We also have team structures. Some teams I know set up buddies, which I think,
1: you know, it has been incredibly helpful. My buddy's Declan Manley, who's one of our special counsellors. It's, got, it's yeah. definitely because we share the same first name that we were buddied together. Um <laughs> But it's it is really good, you know. He calls a he'll call me a couple of times a week, and it's nice seeing his photo pop up on Skype mm. and knowing that it's not going to be about work at all. Because I reckon when we're in the office, I'd spend you know a fair portion of my time hanging over someone's pod, just having a chat. So it's nice knowing that that still mm. still exists. I think that's been a really positive thing that we've we've managed to do.
2: We've always tried to instill that it's not about one day. These are conversations you should be having all the time. So, you know, ask, listen encourage people to take some positive action and and checking in again later. And it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week on this topic and the presenter said at the moment we should be asking people, how are you twice? Because often someone asks you how you are and our default is I'm fine. Yeah, absolutely. So asking it once isn't enough. You kind of have to follow up again. So how are you really? Because I think that can prompt a different answer and then a a different discussion. So one of the things I do for myself is what I call the coffee cup meditation. So anytime I'm just getting up to get a coffee, tea, water, whatever it might be, I just ask myself three really simple questions. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And is it impacting on me or anyone else and most of the time the answers to those questions are I'm fine it's um you know the day the day's going well I've you know was organized this morning I got my walk in and it's not you know having any kind of impact on myself or other people but occasionally I'll stop and think I'm actually feeling a bit anxious why am I feeling anxious oh because I've been procrastinating on that report I need to do. How is it impacting myself and others? Might not be impacting anybody else, but I just need to kind of reset and think about how I'm going to get this job done. And I find that really helpful. And I think if you are doing those kind of check-ins regularly with yourself, it, it just does allow you to, I know this word is overused at the moment, but pivot and do something different.
1: There are a couple of really good ideas, I think, especially with what I was saying before where, you know, you've I've gone whole days without thinking about or realizing how I'm feeling. So I think I might actually have to adopt some of those myself, I think, especially when you spend blocks of time by yourself. And also because I think that I like the coffee cup, like going to get a coffee because you obviously do that multiple times a day. It's easy to forget to check in on yourself. But if you have that physical trigger to remind you, mm. I think that's quite an easy way of, of, of doing it. I've going to steal a few of your ideas. Are there any more that I can steal? Have you been doing anything else differently? Like I know in the last couple of weeks, I'm looking up at my sticky notes now. I've managed to put a few sticky notes up on my wardrobe door of, you know, sort of things I want to make sure I'm doing mm. every day or most days to make sure I'm feeling okay, like going for a walk or exercising or thing. Have you done anything differently to sort of be more, more conscious while you're working remotely and things are a bit more difficult?
2: I think for me, it's perhaps been the opposite problem to you, Declan, in that the, the nature of what I'm doing at the moment means that sometimes I, ha- I am speaking to people all day. And so certainly in the first sort of four to six weeks, that was quite a different experience for me mm. where even when I'd been in the office, I had long periods of time where I could do focused work. And before all of this happened, I used to work from home one day a week. And that was really my day to just do concentrated work Mm -hmm. that needed, you know, a lot of attention. So then I was thrust into this situation where, you know, my first meeting is at eight o'clock every morning. And then I have an 8.30 straight after that with the response team. And often I, you know, it wouldn't be until lunchtime that I kind of jumped off calls or off speaking to people. I've now got into the habit of making sure I block time out to get other work done, Mm -hmm or just to have some time out. And that was important because I've got kids at home too. And so I didn't want to be in a situation where at the end of the day, I didn't want to talk to them at all because I just didn't (laughs) want to talk to anybody. (laughs) The other thing is this situation that we all find ourselves in, which is completely unique, you know, has forced me to have to learn a whole range of other things that I didn't know anything about. And I have found sometimes my just being able to take two minutes to to just close my eyes and do a focus exercise, which is as simple as just focusing on a sense. So I will just close my eyes for two minutes and focus on a sound, like what I'm listening to, or a smell. And that can be great to just quieten your brain because it's important that we give our brain a rest. And if we just are continually moving through the day at a really fast pace, in terms of the kind of work we're doing, we're not giving our brain a chance to recover. So doing those when I've sort of start to feel like, oh, I'm not progressing with something or I'm not getting this problem solved has been, has been really helpful.
0: Do you have any tips specific to law students going through the clerking process uh, during COVID-19 in terms of how they can stay connected during the next few months as they uh, prepare for, for their graduate years?
2: Definitely. Um, I think the first thing is to say, you know, you're not alone because all of your fellow law students and clerks are going through this as well. So um, it's important to kind of sometimes step back and, and remember that even though you, you might be experiencing it in a different way to somebody else, everybody is in you know the, the same situation. So there's a very level playing field in that regard. I think, again, thinking about what connections you have and how you might be able to create more structure around them. So we're offering an online clerkship and I'm sure that a lot of planning is going on around, you know, how to create connections both with clerks and the teams that they're working in, but also with each other. I think in terms of of uni Study, you know, thinking about creating online study groups or having a buddy—the way that we've created buddy systems within Maddox can be great. I think if people are feeling isolated, then looking at what external resources exist, so you know, online forums on things like Beyond Blue website. I mean, they've done an enormous amount of work to create a sense of community. As I said, when people haven't been able to benefit from the activities that they've usually relied on to bolster their well-being, if I reflect on the last few months too, we've had several people join us as new starters and, you know, even our grads obviously hadn't had a chance to really settle in to the office before this all happened. So, you know, creating structures for keeping in touch and keeping close to people during this time is important. You know, it it does take work. So so you need to jump into opportunities that other people might organise but also be prepared to think about what you can do to contribute to that. I would say that if you really feel you're struggling, then please ask for help. And if that's not from a family member or a friend, then consider contacting Headspace or Beyond Blue.
1: No, I think, Maria, that's a really good couple of tips there. And I think it's also a pretty good place to leave our conversation today. Um, We just want to say a massive thank you for for coming on. Oh, personally, a massive thank you've given me a couple of really good tips to take away and hopefully for our listeners as well. It's been a really practical discussion about something that's obviously very current and very important and, and an important consideration for anyone considering coming into this environment in this sort of time. But it, I think it's also a really good reminder to sort of check in with yourself. And if you are sort of experienced any feelings of anxiety or, or loneliness, please reach out to Beyond Blue or Headspace. Or if you've got any questions, uh, please head over to the Maddox Instagram page or contact pages and send us a message. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. And just another big thank you to Marita for joining us today. It's been a it's been a really good chat.
0: Absolutely, thank you, Marita, and um, see you guys next time.